A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sad news about Nicholas Parsons, who died aged 96 yesterday. Uh, they must have scrambled to get that obit together. It uh, looked very rushed. Uh, some embarrassment at the BBC when they accidentally put up a picture of some other old white comedian by accident. But do you know what? They all look the same. It can happen so easily. Not today. Thank you. With Jake Yap. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on when you're listening. Wuhan is still in lockdown, apart from the foreign nationals that other countries' governments have insisted on being evacuated. Because, yes, good plan. Let's quarantine everyone in the city, except for those ones that we want to scatter worldwide. Definitely seems like a solid strategy. Still, Lord Lucan's been found in Australia, apparently. Uh, Is he a murderer? Or is he just the most committed anti-European of all time? Uh, it's time for you one get over it and just in case you haven't met him before it's time to meet roger helmer former mep whatever his twitter handle says and climate change denying pro fracking semi-sentient excreter Yes, he defected from the Tories to UKIP, then had to resign over an allegation of a misuse of £100,000 of EU funds. Yes, that blasted EU. You can't trust them, can you? They're all so corrupt. Oh, Uh, and spent more public money on a billboard campaign smearing wind turbines in the East Midlands. He referred to Greta Thunberg as a Swedish pixie, uh, defending Aaron Banks, who tweeted as she sailed across the Atlantic uh, that freak yachting accidents do happen in August because drown her lol, drown the witch, killing kids is lols, guys in fanty pants. It takes... Quite a lot to have Nigel Farage say you've gone too far, but old Rog the Ledge managed to find the edge of the envelope when he described same-sex relationships as distasteful, if not viscerally repugnant. Uh, David Lammy's been on his case and well done him, although all it's done is to elicit this tweet in reply. Racial prejudice, double space, what is it? Dramatic pause, thinking time, Rog, what? Is wrong. And I condemn it. But David Lammy's ranting illustrates why prejudice against black people persists. Whoa there, fella! Yes, if these black people will insist on having their own individual opinions, then what do they expect? Look, I get it. I get it, guys. Roger's occupying the moral high ground. Yeah? He stands for a certain set of values. 
doing the decent thing, the moral thing, the... Sorry, what's this here? Roger Helmer spotted withdrawing cash from an ATM in Lutterworth and then going into Victoria House. Okay, well, what's Victoria House? Sounds respectable enough. Driving men wild since 1999. Scantily clad women, VIP room services ranging in price from £40 to £100 an hour. Um, okay. Roger Helmer, quoted by The Sun, is saying, MEPs are entitled to a private life. I work extremely hard, and when I do occasionally have time off, I enjoy a massage. I hope my constituents will agree people are entitled to enjoy their leisure as they please. <laughs> no, actually, especially when you, Roger Helmer, think there are, and I quote, different degrees of culpability in rape cases. Some of these quotes are from a while ago, and uh, he actually he, he actually knows a gay chap now, and he's actually pretty decent. Helmer said he regretted some of his past comments because, not, not because of what they were, but because of the media storm and the misrepresentation that made them an albatross round your neck. Yes, these damn albatrosses! That damn media! How dare they hold up a mirror to him like that! So Roger's a reformed character, yeah? Uh, although the tweet that set me off thinking maybe I'll talk about him today is from yesterday. Yesterday, Roger Helmer tweeted, Just visiting Weatherspoons in Leicester. Apart from the inevitable Prosecco, there seem to be no EU wines at all. Great stuff, Mr. Martin. Great stuff. Uh, a uh, An absolute danger called General Mayhem on Twitter. <laughs> what? Asked... Why are we against EU products? I voted leave. Still happy to drink EU wine, price allowing. Roger came back. Wine, colon. That's, that's not a syndrome he's got. It's wine, colon. Generally speaking, I find colonial wines much better value. <laughs> More generally, I'm not calling for a general boycott, but given the arrogant obstructionism of the EU, I feel less than well disposed to EU products. Brexit is a great opportunity to explore new global suppliers. Colonial wines! Yes! Pop down to the colonial section of your nearest Sainsbury's wine department because I just know that's how America and Australia like to be thought of. And then when you've done that, why not head over to the imperial section and get yourself some sugar and cotton, guys? I'd spend some time pointing out the exquisite irony that this climate change that he keeps denying means that that precious wine of his will be all but gone in a few decades. An article from The Guardian yesterday says that at two degrees of global warming, we'll lose over half our vines. But we're sailing on past that to more like 86% if we get up to four degrees. And come on, guys, we can get there. Big push. Four degrees, guys, or bust. Colonial wines. And the arrogant obstructionism of the... It's so arrogant. It's so obstructionist. Look, I want a divorce. OK, let's look how we divide everything up. Oh, stop being so arrogantly obstructive. I just want to get a motorbike and a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, with the kids, we might need to... Oh, you're still going on about that. I want my own flat and a cool stereo. I feel like I'm 18 again. God, I can't wait for Friday night, can you? Uh, even if Roger Helmer 
heard this piece, which, of course, he won't. I fear that all it would do is just get his little curly-whirly all red and achy, because I suspect he gets off on being Mr. Provocateur. So let's take that moment, shall we, to imagine the mustachioed little man fiddling with his little nubbin in some sleazy little hole in Lutterworth, feeling great about himself, the physically and morally repellent little warthog. I enjoy a massage. This the climate change. Albatross. Black people. Gays. Gays. Oh yeah. Gays. your neighbour from next door. Okay. Yeah, and this is my realtor, Don. Hi. Hi. And we've got some great news for you, which is that the two of us have agreed to let you sell us your house. Uh, I'm sorry, my house is not for sale. You see? Yep, you were right. (laughs) Seriously, if you're going to be so combative about it, we're not going to get anywhere. My house is not for sale. Well, I guess I'm going to have to be the reasonable one again. Uh, I'm going to buy your house, and I'm going to buy it for £15,000. Now, what do you think of that? 15 big ones. Yeah, it's, it's not for sale. And actually, I did want to talk to you, because when you replaced the fence, which was eight metres high, by the way, you took over most of the garden. Yeah, but I needed it. Yeah, but you don't own it. No, not according to the council, but I feel like I should have it. This is a joke, mate. (laughs) I'm offering you a really good deal. It's not for sale. You see? The attitude. Yep. Unbelievable. Look, me and Don here, we worked really hard on this deal. But I don't agree to it. 15 grand, and you'll still have access to the garden path. Now... For our safety, actually, because I'm I'm getting waves of anger from you. Real hostility, yeah. mate. You're, you're acting like we're unreasonable. So, do you know what? For everyone's safety, at night, I'll be locking you in the garage. You what? Which you'll own. Yeah. And I'll make sure 2,279 <laughs> calories yeah. come your way every day. This sounds insane. Do you know that? This guy. I know. I know. Mate. How are we supposed to get this deal done if you won't even sit down and agree to it? Tell them about the hummus. Tell them... Oh, yeah. We're sending through hummus now. Plain, plain hummus. Yeah, plain hummus. No pine nuts. This is all policy. You can Google it. It's all... We're not mad. Okay, do you know what? I'm stopping this now. But wow. me and Don love this deal. You're spoiling everything. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We tried negotiating with you, buddy. Uh. Might not be quite so nice about it next time. All right. Now let's check out some of your tweets on the Twitter. It's at Not Today Pod. 
Many thanks to everyone who got in touch to explain from yesterday's podcast uh, why reversing trucks don't beep. They go... Uh, Dave very kindly posted something from Tom Scott. Thanks for that. Got into a protracted conversation with Vegetectus. He says, much research has been done on the sound that reversing trucks make and that crunchy sound. Reminiscent of a group of elderly and tired walkers returning to the pub over pea gravel. Nice. Very evocative. It's something that we all notice. That's why they use it. That's why it's also used in thrillers. I don't remember that. Natasha remembered Michael Berg talking about it on Lifesavers in 1999. Now you're talking. Also remembered it on Tomorrow's World, saying it's easier to directionally locate. Uh, yeah, no, I remember that. I, I, I remember seeing that on TV. I mean, I, yeah. Okay, fine. Anyway, uh, thanks very much indeed for that. Uh, lots, of, lots of love on Twitter. That's very kind of you. Got into a protracted conversation with uh, Jimmy the P on Twitter. Uh, we were talking about B-Jam and Presto yesterday. I can't remember why. Uh, and he was saying uh, B-Jam was independent of Presto. This guy knows his frozen food outlet circa 1983. Uh, he says, but it was bought out by Iceland in 1989. Uh, the name of B-Jam was an acronym. Brian, Eric, John and Millie were the names of the Apthorpe family directors. And how do you even know this? I said, oh, it's sad about the buyout. He said, no, it was awesome. They got 45 million quid. And that was back in the days when 45 million quid was a lot of money. I make that per episode on this show. Uh, they used that money to develop Majestic Wine. Family net worth in 2009, 120 million. I was like, do you, do you know these people? He said, no. No, uh, Mr. Google told me all of this stuff. He said, but I'm putting a true story on email. Well, let's switch over to that then and have a look. B-Jam story. Here it is. Hi, James. Uh, Jimmy the P. Uh, back in the 1970s, my father owned a factory making stuff. Wow. Stuff that would sell well in B-Jam. And then he puts in brackets. Stuff that you would hate, Jake. Stuff that might require something to die in order for the products to be made. But anyway, let's not dwell on how my father died with the blood of billions of animals on his hands. Back to the story. One day, a man from B-Jam came a-calling and carried out an audit to see if our factory was clean enough to sell our product products in B-Jam. Apparently it was. That's good news. Uh, of course it was. We were selling similar things in Sainsbury's and Asda. So, when do we start? inquired my hopeful father to the B-Jam bloke sat on the other side of his desk. At this point, the B-Jam bloke pulled out an A4 manila envelope and slid it across the table without uttering a word. My father took the envelope and removed from within to be continued tomorrow. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Only joking. Removed. <laughs> James wrote that. Only joking. Removed from within the brochure. Sorry. Removed from within a brochure for only a brand new speedboat. Oh, we wanted the benefits of B-Jam business, but the bent B-Jam bloke wanted a big boat bribe. No! The envelope was passed back across the table, and the B-Jam bloke walked away from the factory without awarding the buzzers. Fortunately, the B-Jam bloke left B-Jam soon after, and another B-Jam bloke came to see us who didn't want a boat, and we got the buzzers. I've got more tales of bent buyers wanting backhanders for business deals, but most of them are probably still alive, so we'll leave the tales of them and the services of women that they demanded for another day. Good Lord. I mean, it was another world. In that, that sort of thing would never happen now, would it? Of course it wouldn't. Not in a million years. Let's press on with uh, some other emails. We were talking about theme tunes that were better than the TV show. About 100 years ago, John said on the subject of that, what about moonlighting? Way better than the content. Whatever happened to the bloke in it? I keep up the good work. Thanks very much. I feel like I can't fully remember moonlighting, but it had that electric piano sound. I went and saw Wicked, uh, which is very good, about 10 years ago. And I was like, are we still using the starlight piano sound? You know that electric... Look, I'll f- oh, let me get it. I'm going to get it up. This thing. Yeah... I love jazz I'm feeling like I'm gonna do something I'm gonna regret Where's my speedboat? Uh, sorry, let's press on I, I feel like it had that sound in it I can't, I can't take that sound Let's, uh, let's go on uh, Matt's got a story Ahoy hoy, Jake uh, To earn enough money to get by doing stuff I actually like I teach people to play a variety of instruments and singy stuff Do I have work for you? Uh, this very afternoon, and it was a very afternoon, whatever that means I was teaching an 11-year-old He was struggling with a particular phrase and becoming frustrated As I'm sure you know from bitter, bitter experience That frustration is a learning inhibitor <laughs> 
I wanted to close the lesson positively, so I did this. Basil, I said. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Basil, I see from your poster that you enjoy Doctor Who. I, I just remember Matt's from the North. General North. Uh, you should listen to Date Fight, I think, from yesterday. If you didn't hear it, it's about the harrying of the North. It's the worst story I've heard ever, and I've never felt so ashamed to be a Southerner. Anyway, Basil, I see from your poster that you enjoy Doctor Who. Do you enjoy other science fiction on the telly box? Um, I like watching Top Gear, he replied. Nice, I said, not really getting on board with that, as it isn't especially up my street, not being a particularly manly man and all that. Have you watched any other sci-fi? No, should I? He looked up at me with a suspicious gaze. Why I've given him the voice of Orville, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, Well, yes, I guess so. I was trying hard to engage the lad here. Have you seen, um... Oh, have you seen Lost in Space? No. Oh, well, I'm currently watching it. I'm about to start the next season. I'm nothing if not down with the current use of American terminology. I'm really enjoying it. You should have a look. Fine. He grunted. But this is relevant to the lesson, how exactly? He's eleven. I felt that now wasn't the moment to discuss the development of rapport between teacher and student, letting the miserable oik wallow in his preteen frustrations and grump. There you go, slife in it, bruv. I suppose it is, isn't it? Joel has observed that obviously the same algorithm that forces a vegan to see Instagram adverts for Climeworks, we talked about that yesterday, this company that turns your CO2 emissions into stone, is the same algorithm that, that makes me, a devout meat-eater, see ads for colon cancer awareness. <laughs> Clever, isn't it? Speaking of adverts, I see what you've done. More ads equals fewer swears. Huawei, a hall of famer. Thank you. I don't know what you mean in terms of more ads, fewer swears. Uh, I, I, this is a swear-free podcast. I shall never swear, apart from uh, right now when I say and <laughs> There's a lovely irony that I actually didn't swear in those for fear that I'd forget to bleep them. I thought I can't leave those in. So I actually said crant, uh, 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 which I don't think is a word, and uh Boylax or something. Anyway, uh, let's (laughs) let's press on. And thanks very much to Jem, uh, the only participant in yesterday's question, because it wasn't a very good one. Uh, We're asking for alt obits uh, off off the back of uh, some obits this week, uh, which sort of selective. We're a bit selective about things people have done with their lives. And uh, Jem, he got it. Uh, Pol Pot. Uh, uh, yes, let's remember him. He, he, of course, freed his people from the tyranny of fashion choices by ensuring they could only wear one very specific outfit and had no money. That's good. Uh, Nikolai Ceausescu uh, dramatically increased numbers of frontline police. <laughs> and Idi Amin, who always had a hat and died today. Uh, today's question, then. I thought I'd ask you... Uh, this is... I mean, we, we saw some of the footage. China built... A coronavirus hospital in 48 hours. That is pure Challenge Annika stuff. I mean, how do you even do that? 
uh, tremendous effort. Well done. Well done, team. Uh, but, you know, we're going to be uh, dissipating it all over the shop because uh, our white people, uh, they deserve to be allowed to go home, don't they? Anyway, uh, well done to them. And I was wondering, what's what's the most you've achieved in, in 24 hours? It might even have just been like the last 24 hours. I'm fascinated to know all the things that you achieved uh, in 24, maybe 48 hours. It's up to you. I don't really care. I just want to know. You can email today at swanburst.com or at nottodaypod because I think everybody, everybody, you know, does pretty well. I want to take you back to the 22nd of December. In fact, the 21st of December uh, last year. That was a quite an achieving day for me, so much so that I thought I'm going to write this down in my in my sort of diary, which I hadn't done for six months because who's got time to keep a diary? Uh, but on the 21st of December, I got up at 5.45. I made the fifth Not Today Thank You podcast. Then I wrote and recorded a rap for Four Extra. Then I went to the park with my family. Then I made lasagna and salad and bread pudding. Then I recorded 12 Date Fight podcasts. I also, in between those, wrote the music and lyrics for a song for the Now Show, and I pre-recorded the next day's Not Today Thank You podcast and went to bed. And then the next morning, I got up, I filmed a forfeit with Nat, back in the days when we were doing forfeits. Oh, God, I haven't done this week's forfeit uh, for Date Fight. Then I went to London tweaking the lyrics for the song. I recorded the Now Show in the Comedy Store, and that was by lunchtime. That was, I would say, that was the one for me. But I'd like to, you know, what's a day when you packed a lot in? Uh, why don't you let me know at Not Today Pod on Twitter or Not Today at Swanburst.com. How many hospitals have you built in the last forty-eight hours, eh? Okay, we're going to say goodbye there. Thank you very much indeed for your company. We will be back. I say we. It's literally just me sitting in my annex. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with more of this. It's always a bit of a scramble. You always wonder how you're going to do it. Basically, I get to about sort of half past nine, ten o'clock, and I go, what happened there? Did I do that? Was it all just a weird lucid dream? Uh, Maybe it was. Maybe you can tell me. But you were there, and you were there, and you were there. That's all right. Let's stop now. Delirious. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Have a good day. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.